So there were a lot of TV shows that came out this year, like probably too many of them. And I watched a good chunk. And if my sources are correct, Dakota watched like none of them. So like last year, I'll be pitching all the shows that I watched this year. Maybe not all of them. I don't know how far we're going to get to it. And we'll see if you or Dakota will watch any of these, the mixed bag of a show that I have for you today. And stay tuned because we'll be doing the same thing for anime in the upcoming weeks. Welcome to the Switch Clicks Podcast, episode 116, recorded on December 20th, 2022. My name is Tyler, and today we're joined by Dakota. Yep, I watched only the Disney Plus stuff and too much anime. I love to see it. <laughs> love to see it. I think we don't have much preamble to talk about. So what's the big one? What was like the big show this year? Wednesday, maybe? That one just came out, so... There was like a little bit of hype around Wednesday, but I I watched Wednesday. It's fine. It's kind of crazy because it had like so much hype surrounding it on like Twitter and stuff for about a week or two. And then it kind of <laughs> completely fell off, which is kind of how most Netflix shows go, if I'm being completely honest. But it's so strange because finally watching through it, it's pretty good, but it's nothing earth shattering is just kind of a teen drama the like a team dramedy tv show with a little bit of like murder mystery sprinkled on top wow and really where did that come from <laughs> well it's it is i think for me the biggest selling point was that tim burton directed like the first three episodes and produced the rest of it yeah and it's like don't get me wrong it's pretty good and as much as I didn't like the twist, it was surprising and um, like understandable. Like it, it was something that made sense going through the whole thing. So it was really well put together. But just, I don't know, the amount of buzz it got is very strange because it really isn't anything. <laughs> yeah, the main thing I heard was that, well, first of all, it was like, Netflix's biggest release since Stranger Things. What? Which is weird. <laughs> I feel like Netflix has to lie, right? I somewhere. Yeah. It feels like every <laughs> show that Netflix comes out with is their new biggest one. And then as well as like the quality of the show I've heard, it's like, oh, it's really good in the first three episodes, specifically ones that Tim Burton directed. <laughs> and then it and then it falls off and it feels like Riverdale for the rest. <laughs> I can Which see is like that. the worst thing you could say about a TV show. <laughs> I can kind of see that. I I agree the first three episodes are probably the strongest. Uh, oh, I can't remember. Yeah. Like the beginning of the show is really strong. And I think it kind of falls off as it goes along. But I would say, I'd say all the characters are pretty good and engaging. I don't think there's any character I specifically hate. So it kind of keeps you going. Because once you get to know the characters they all just keep doing their thing and it's pretty fun it also really doesn't feel like it needs to be an adams family spinoff because the adams family shows up for like a grand total of maybe four episodes and it feels like they just wanted to make a teen murder mystery show and just so happened to also have the adams family in their grasp around the same time yeah, I'm pretty sure Universal owns them, right? 
At least the animated portion. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I might get crucified for saying that though. <laughs> I, I don't know what the response is. I don't know what the responses are surrounding Wednesday because also it seems like no one cares anymore. So maybe I'm safe. <laughs> talk about talk about talk about uh Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Wow. Sick. Moon Knight was sick. I don't remember much from it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I didn't really like Moon Knight. I think it was fine. I think it was trying too hard. And that's really like, okay, actually I have more to say, but Moon Knight <laughs> feels like it's broken into multiple pieces, kind of like its main character. I knew you were going to make that joke. <laughs> For a majority <laughs> of like the, the show, I've said this, may, I, don't know, I haven't even said this on the podcast, I'm not sure, but the show feels like three ideas crammed into one season of a TV one season of a TV show. You have psychological is it all in his head angle. Ancient Egyptian mythology gods are cool angle and um like small time crime fighter. And they're all three ideas that like maybe two together would be cool, but all three feel like they're kind of fighting. Uh but it's fine. If you like Marvel, you like Marvel, you know? <laughs> this show's pretty good if, you, if you're if you a Marvel fan. Yeah, I'm just hoping Moon Knight comes back in some sort of form. I Yes, I didn't love the show, but I really liked Oscar Isaac, so I hope he comes back. Yeah. Also, just don't want Oscar Isaac to get snubbed by another AAA movie franchise. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I think there's a reason he signed on for one season. Because he's been burned before. Yeah. By Star Wars. And speaking of Star Wars, Andor is a show you did not watch. Which I is did a not shame. watch the first episode. I watched, did watch the first episode. Oh, you but did I heard that the first, first episode was the weakest. It probably was. Although, I don't know. It kind of hooks you in, I think, pretty quickly. Uh, the I don't want to... Honestly, I think more people should see the show, so I don't want to go into much detail. But Andor is pretty much just like... A, it feels like they kind of perfected Star Wars, the Star Wars without light cyber side of the universe. Hmm. Where it's just like all the stuff that should be really boring isn't. Where like the original trilogy or the prequels, anytime you see like a boardroom of Imperial officers, you're just kind of like falling asleep a little bit because they're just talking about space jargon. And then you go back to the fun Luke Skywalker segments. But with this one, maybe maybe my brain has been broken, but every time we get from like the high action scene to the Imperial press conference or like another press conference, like the Imperial board meeting about like, what are we going to do about what just happened? It entices me more. It's like everything in the show just keeps it enticing. And it just it just keeps going. It it doesn't stop, and there is, I would say there's no low points. There's a couple low points where it gets a little boring, where it's building up to the next big thing that happens. But the whole show is essentially three big arcs that happen in succession that all lead into each other, and it just shows how 
destabilized the empire is and how kind of easy it is to like break the ground underneath them so then episode four can fully blow up the death star and it is very good i do say i want to watch more of it it's just there's nothing coming out so i did cancel my disney plus membership (laughs) fair enough um all i gotta say to that is you know sometimes you have to download a car that's all i'm gonna say but i guess moving back to disney plus let's bring up the other star wars thing oh wait wait was was book of boba fett 2022 it was i did not watch that either. oh okay i think, I think um, it was started 2021 but yeah uh well book of boba fett started 2021 and maybe it ended 2020 i don't know don't I watch think it ended in fett. february <laughs> i'm just let's just i just just don't watch it don't watch book of boba fett it's not very good okay i didn't watch it so it's fine good okay that's good to, good to know good to know Speaking of shows that you probably shouldn't watch, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, you sh- can watch it. It's watchable. It is it's a watchable show. I will give them that. But it also feels like the it's like the most micromanaged Star Wars thing in a very long time. It yeah. feels like every anything interesting that happened in the show also had to go through like three layers of rewrites to get to where it is now i mean wasn't it leaked that it was rewritten like eight times i don't know but that makes sense (laughs) i i feel so bad though because ewan mcgregor seems to really like the character and like passionately care about it and they brought back all the old actors it really feels like a disney pocahontas lion king kind of thing where disney thought the pocahontas was gonna be the big the next big thing so all like the micromanaging, the A team all went to Pocahontas and just left the B team to make Lion King. And we all know how that turned out. And that's pretty much Obi-Wan was Pocahontas and then Andor was Lion King. They, everyone, every Disney executive just had like constant eyes on Obi-Wan. And then Andor was just allowed to make something in the corner without nearly as many rewrites. And I don't know. I don't know what happened, but Obi-Wan is perfectly okay. Yep, I just remember the cool parts. The one fight in the middle, the one fight at the end. That's true. I forget what the one fight... Oh, I do remember the one fight in the middle. (laughs) I do, I think... Okay. Credit to Obi-Wan. They made Darth Vader kind of scary, which is cool. I mean, he's always been kind of scary, but he felt pretty intimidating and like ruthless. Because he's like early Darth Vadering, and that's pretty cool. Just give me like an R-rated POV short in Darth Vader's perspective. That might work with inner monologues and everything. Okay, so we're talking about all these big budget shows that everyone loves, or at least kind of watched, or something. Let's get a little smaller, you know. Let's talk about Blockbuster. Wow. Oh my this goodness. show you was canceled that? after one season, and it makes sense. Oh, oh boy. My gosh. This was, was actually this was actually on my list of to watch because I'm a big fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, not so much The Office, Ooh. 
Parks and Rec is pretty fun. What's the other one? Um, I like. Oh, I guess Community is kind of in the same range. Community is great. Sure. I don't. Don't talk about Community when we're on the blockbuster segment. That's all I have to say. <laughs> um, com- okay, so Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine did a pretty good job of not falling off too hard throughout its seasons. But oh, at the let me ending, tell you, it did fall off. But the ending, you can kind of tell. It still yeah. feels like like Andy Samberg's doing a pretty good job to hold it together like a little bit. But but Blockbuster feels like all the like hmm. the metaphor is that the is that they got this sloppy mess of the last season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine in like a felt bag and they're barely <laughs> holding it up to like plop it onto the streaming services. All the drips from that sloppy mess that hit the floor, that that's what Blockbuster was made out of. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I think I'm being too harsh. Is it <laughs> but right? I was about to it's say, really not really that. Bad? Okay, it is <laughs> probably passable but I just found it to be like just painfully unfunny compared to other shows that just do what they're doing infinitely better. Hmm. And also I've never been to a blockbuster in my life. Really? I just don't care. I think there was one, at least one locally that I've been to. I was more of a Rogers guy. I would go to the, I'd go to, I was also a Rogers fan. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. that's where i got my copy of mario galaxy 2 oh i went to rogers and i got a copy of spider-man friend or foe and i'm scared to play the game again because i loved it so much and i don't want to think it's i don't want to find out it's bad <laughs> <laughs> play by tier incoming <laughs> <laughs> next play by tier spider-man friend or foe no the next play it by tier that i make is going to be on spongebob's boating bash Bozo. Anyways, blockbusters, lots of bees. Yeah, there's a lot of bees. Just like this, just like the the t- not the tier. I would actually say it's more of a C tier, but like it's like a B list. It's a B list sitcom. I think is a good way to put it. I thought you were gonna make um, a joke about the Nick Cage thing. Not the bees. <laughs> funny i can't do it now now. um okay before we get to the next marvel thing i didn't watch willow but i just wanted to put on my list because i think it's the most insane thing ever have you seen willow like the movie Uh, i've neither seen the original or the new one i don't know who watched willow and went i need to make a tv show off of this Wait, it's like that's the a, most. Wait, the new thing is a TV show. It's a TV show. I thought it was a movie. Me too. What are they it's doing? Oh, so weird. It it's so weird. It feels like some person, like there was like one really big Willow fan, and like the movie's <laughs> fine. The movie's passable. That loved the movie growing up. Started working at Disney. Got high up, and then just as he was like cataloging all the stuff that Disney owns realizes they own willow and goes oh <laughs> and then made a tv show off of it like i haven't anyway. seen the tv show it might be good but it's a very weird thing to exist yeah i mean i'm not a fan of dark fantasy so i'm never gonna touch I- it. i'm sure it i have a very hard time getting into anything fantasy uh miss marvel 
It was okay. I thought it was super fun. I really actually miss Marvel. Loved the first two episodes. Fell off hard when they went to India. Loved the last two episodes. Hmm. I think... Yes. There is a dip in quality when they go to India. 1000%. Yeah. But I th- like, still thought it was somewhat interesting. It that was. they were actually I tackling think... real world problems or real world events. Unfortunately, I do think Miss Marvel has quite possibly the most uninteresting villains in all of Marvel. Did what what villains do she have? Does she have the, the like <laughs> her fake aunt or like grandma or something? And oh, her like yeah, the... boyfriend slash oh, okay. <laughs> The people that turn into crystals at the end or something. Yeah, yeah they suck. <laughs> um, I forgot they were even in there. Clandestines. Yeah, it, it's like, That's it's so were. funny because the beginning, like the first couple episodes, there's a lot of style and flair around it and it's really fun. And then it suddenly loses it all is when they go to India. And then when they come back to New York, the style and flair gets brought back. So there is a reason for that. And it's because oh. the, 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 brother directors only directed the first and last episode and they're the only people who put that type of style in that and they're the same directors who uh batwoman what was it the thing that was canceled that they directed that girl Batgirl. they directed that they directed that's even more depressing than it's so depressing (laughs) dude made me so sad but yeah they're the ones who injected the style and then for some reason they decided to remove it the next directors they didn't know how to do it they didn't know how to make bring the style back yeah uh speaking of superhero stuff next show on the list the sandman i have not finished the sandman i have watched i think one or two episodes of the <laughs> oh, sandman that sandman oh, okay for some reason i thought of like sam spider-man, Spider-Man. <laughs> yes yeah, they made a whole tv show about him i i remember listening to a podcast in which they were talking about Spider-Man 3, and one of the members was like, so the way they did Sandman in this was very weird. And everyone thought it was a joke, so they were laughing along. And then they realized he was telling the truth and thought that they just completely rewrote the Sandman for Spider-Man 3. (laughs) And I think that's a very funny thing. Isn't the Sandman Netflix show, isn't that DC? It is DC. Okay. Yeah. It is yeah. a Neil Gaiman story, which means it's very high fantasy. But I like. I thought DC they made it more lot. grounded in the show. It least. is more. It it is a. It's high. It's kind of like Good Omens, if you've seen that. I think I've heard of it. Or like American Gods. I haven't seen American Gods, but it's kind of like an urban fantasy kind of style. Yeah, you have and, real people that are like no effects or anything no prosthetics mm-hmm. but they have magic yeah Is that what you're it's a okay. very it's a pretty dry show and it does not pull its punches with adapting because it's a very ridiculous thing like the story is compelling and all the characters are compelling but uh like later in the season there is like an imaginary playground fight, essentially. You know, where like you're like, I, my character shoots the devastating laser blast. And he's like, Well, I have my force field that protects myself against devastating laser blasts. <laughs> that is a legitimately, it's that kind of fight. 
like a mind palace fight between two people that's pretty much plays out like that except played completely straight and has like legitimate consequences surrounding it and it's very weak it's well made and it makes you actually care about this playground fight which is crazy but it's also completely ridiculous and uh is wild that they didn't cut it from thing like it, it really feels like this is an adaptation of the comic and <laughs> no one at netflix tried to mess with it they just made it which is good <laughs> but also not for everyone i thought it was a bot thing that uh like netflix bought the rights to put it on their platform from warner brothers uh, they might have i'm not sure yeah i'm pretty sure they put a decent amount of money into it i'm not sure I barely know. Uh, I know it's it. getting a second season. I'm pretty sure. I know characters are named after like emotions, right? Kind of. There's uh, maybe. I'm not. I know there's dream and death and, uh, I don't know, something like that. That's how. That's kind of like the naming convention. It's pretty good, but it's definitely like the most acquired taste. I think of all the shows on this list, it's kind of difficult to just sit down mm. and watch. You kind of need to know what you're getting into or else you're not going to like it, I think. Yeah. Understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Next. And, okay, let's go back to understandable. Uh, I think She-Hulk is the last Disney Plus thing that you've seen. Uh, yes. Uh, get ready for anybody watching this podcast for some hot takes. Hot. Okay. Now I'm curious. You go first. Okay, it was neither horrible or amazing. I think in the range, it's a little bit better than meh. Okay, like num- 1 to 10 number scale, where are you giving it? Okay, if it's a linear scale, and it's not like everybody thinks everything is a 7, if, yeah. if meh is a 5, it's yeah. a solid, a solid 7. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'd be inclined to agree. I think I'm like, I, I think I'm more inclined for like a high eight personally, maybe a low nine, depending on the day. But yeah, okay. I think we're in the same ballpark. I think people hating it, there's not, I feel like the people that hated the show didn't watch the show. Uh, 1000%. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> and if you watch the show and didn't like the show, uh, okay. Thumbs up continue yeah. with your Good life for you <laughs> you did it congrats uh if you liked the show though i think you really liked the show and i don't know i think everything just kind it was a very ridiculous premise and everything just kind of slotted in really nicely yeah i think it was well written and it was definitely like a kind of sitcom sitcom and the comedy didn't land all the time mm-hmm. Maybe but it, it was also like a 50 <laughs> Yeah, the comedy might not have always landed, but it didn't like sit on the joke. It feels like the joke passed, and then you can continue watching the show. It's not like an unfunny joke happened, and then they just sat in silence waiting for someone to laugh at it. Yeah, I think it's Which also nice. unfortunate that the best part of She-Hulk isn't She-Hulk. Am I crazy? Yeah, I, I'd agree. I think she's not the worst character in the show, but there are definitely better ones. I yeah. think I like I like Pug an abomination a lot more than I like She-Hulk. Who but She-Hulk is, is still pretty good. Who is her, not assistant, but there's a lawyer word for it. 
like like are the, you talking about Nikki? Nikki, I think that's her name. Yeah, Nikki and Pug when they had those two like scenes with each other or like mm-hmm. those two things. One they went to like the knockoff Avengers merch guy, and then the other one they were doing the fi- in the finale. Those were the best scenes in the entire show. They had the best chemistry okay. ever. Fair enough. I want to show with just those two characters. <laughs> um, I think I'm not, is this a hot? I think the worst parts of the show might be Titania, which I hate to say because I really like Jamila Jamil. Yeah, just kind of a uh, forgettable character, but I think that's just how she was built, unfortunately. I don't think any they can fix that. of the Hulk past the first episode. I mean, he only shows up in the finale, but yes. Yeah, well, there's a couple episodes where he's like on the phone or something, but even in the first episode, he's a little iffy. I feel like my favorite part of the Hulk in this show was just showing that his island is all like, like it feels the show, the first episode brings up that like when everyone in the world hated him, him and Tony built a little island for the Hulk to stay on. Yeah. And it kind of makes me wish that happened in the, you know, universe. Like we saw that. Yeah. But yeah, it probably, it just hits harder that we didn't see that happen. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I think I would have edited the show like, Okay, first of all, get some actual lawyer show writers. That's like number one priority. Oh, it's true. <laughs> it is very true. And then like first episode, you just do a case. Just do a case episode with She-Hulk as She-Hulk. Just do that. Maybe mm-hmm. have some heroes sprinkle in there. But that's it. And then second episode or third episode in, then you do the origin story. Because the first episode being that episode was not great. The pacing was not great. It's true. And then you go to bad lawyering. Even though she's supposed to be the greatest lawyer in New York or whatever, I think. Something like, it's like that. Yeah. I, I kind of it's agree. Crazy. I think the first episode had a little too much of like the. You're not going to be used to this show. This is completely different than everything else. I think you probably should have shown that more than you just said that to the camera because. I have to kind of agree this, is in, this isn't like anything else in the MCU, but I feel like that doesn't hit as hard when the beginning of the show has She-Hulk going, this, this is going to get wacky. Just buckle in. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh my goodness. I still can't believe they had the confidence to do that. <laughs> and I mean, they pulled it off, but I think it would have hit harder if they just didn't have that. Yeah. And I mean, okay, we can go to the finale. Finale, pretty fun. Finale was pretty funny. I think there's a couple things they could have done maybe a little bit better. But you know what? If I wasn't spoiled for the finale, I think I would. I was laughing through the whole thing, but I think I would have laughed maybe a little harder through the whole thing if I didn't, if it wasn't spoiled for me initially. Because that's that's just a fun way to end it. But. Ending it like that, I think, kind of means they can't do that ever again. Because yeah. then you're just redoing the joke, and that's a little sad. But... I think... Okay, I'm going to spoil it here at the end, but who cares? Mm-hmm. Nobody's watching this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin Feige, the robot, should have just been Kevin Feige, the person. I think that was an editorial thing. That is I don't know. horrible I design. Feel... Kevin Feige I, should have been Kevin Feige. <laughs> I, I agree. I think Kevin Feige should have been Kevin Feige. But also, I feel like 
Kevin Feige wouldn't have agreed to it. But the robot, the robot having the little hat is so dumb. I think that's funny. I think the robot having the hat is very funny. But I think, I think Kevin Feige can roll with a joke, but he himself doesn't want to be. I think he, he doesn't want to be as associated with Marvel as he is. Like I think he obviously still wants to be a like a part of Marvel and do all the Marvel stuff, but he doesn't want to be the face of Marvel for everyone. He wants Marvel to be the face of Marvel. And I can kind of respect that. Yeah, I guess. But also it would have been very funny if it was just Kevin Feige. I think it would have been funny if it was Kevin Feige and then She-Hulk gets really mad at some point and goes to punch him and he just catches the punch and like brings (laughs) it to her knees or something. I think that would have been funny. But you have no power here. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin... Kevin Feige is just absurdly powerful, but doesn't look it. Would have been a funny yeah. joke. But but yeah, um, that's She-Hulk. And now the rest of the shows <laughs> are weird. So Peacemaker is probably the least weird. Peacemaker, have, did you watch it? Uh, nope, I am not interested okay. in D- DC because I know where it's going. <laughs> yep. Peacemaker is a show... That shouldn't work as well as it does. Everything feels every all the jokes are very raunchy. All the like the premise is kind of boring. It's following a character no one should like. But John Cena acts his heart out. James Gunn directs like crazy. The the show has like some of the most unfunny, overly played out jokes ever. And then just a really somber moment that actually hits. And it's so weird. It is truly an emotional roller coaster that is absurdly well made for a Peacemaker TV show with as many bad jokes that they have. <laughs> is that supposed to get a season two? I don't know because DC is imploding. True. <laughs> um, I feel like John Cena Peacemaker will probably still exist in the new DC, but I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if all the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker people stay, but everyone else gets recast, that's a little weird. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's like the least weird show here. Next up is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Stone Ocean, part six. This is ridiculously hard to explain without all of JoJo showing up. I just want to talk about it because I love JoJo. And technically it could go in the anime episode, but I feel like Dakota explaining a bunch of anime to me and then me interjecting at one point to talk about Stone Ocean and then back to Dakota (laughs) is a little weird. But Stone Ocean... Okay, real quick, JoJo selling point. If you haven't watched it already, I don't know. It's a little rough. <laughs> like, it's very hit or miss if you like it or not. But Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is basically the selling point is that each season is a new, um, it's like a, it's like an anthology following a very, like, loose story between all of them. Like, every character is the next in the lineage of the Joe stars. So, starting 
from the first one in like the 1800s to Stone Ocean, which is set in present day or present day when it was written. So 2000 to 2003. But so that's when it's set. And it is, I think, pretty good. It has a little bit of a problem around the middle where it starts getting kind of villain of the weekish. Like it takes a little too long, I think, to get to the good stuff at the end. But like every season of JoJo, starting is pretty compelling. The last couple episodes, like the final battle episodes, are always so good and just pick up the rest of the show with it. And this season, I'm not going to spoil it, ends in a very confusing way that you probably will have to look up afterwards like stone ocean ending explained because it (laughs) gets a little weird like a lot of jojo kind of feels like they use like pseudoscience as a base for how they explain everything in like a weird way um like for an example there'd be a character who's powerful ability is to like create like turn people into slugs and the reasoning behind he can turn people into slugs is because his stand which is their superpowers flashes an image of a slug in front of you really really quickly and there like where you're eyes don't process it but your brain does and the subliminal messaging turns your body into a slug that makes no sense but the show (laughs) explains it as if that is the most factual understandable thing possible and i use that as an example and that is an episode by the way in this show that is one of the reasonings behind it behind a stand that turns people into slugs but like you just kind of have to nod along some of the times. It feels like the the writer um, Hirohito Araki is just spewing nonsense, and you're just sitting there with your legs crossed, hands on your lap, and you're like, "Yep, yep, yep, that makes sense. Give me more, please." And that's that's pretty much how JoJo goes, and I love it. Also, um, JoJo has, uh, I think, granted, I don't watch very much anime. Uh, some of the best anime openings of all time, and they never miss, except for this season where they missed a little bit on the the last the last uh, openings. A little is 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 good, not as good as the other ones. Oh, and the ending! Oh, the ending! The credits are so good. Anyway, that's that. Uh, time to talk about a okay show. Actually, the three last shows, <laughs> like, might as well close off the video now because. <laughs> We got to the bottom of the barrel, folks. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Excuse me. It is a <laughs> wait. Is that the one from uh, the, the the main girl? Kirsten is... Bell. Yes. Yeah, Kirsten Bell stars in a parody of murder mysteries, but there isn't much par. It's a parody that's kind of played completely straight, which should be funny. But also, like, hmm, I feel like the idea behind it and explaining it to people afterwards is very funny. But while watching it, it kind of falls a little bit flat. And because 
I don't think anyone cares about it. I'm going to explain the story. Kind of. I don't remember it well enough. It came out like pretty early in the year. I don't fully remember it. But the whole point is that across her street, she sees her neighbor get murdered by presumably her husband, like the neighbor's husband that just that they just moved in. However, everything seems to be fine. The wife still is missing, so it's curious who murdered her. But the the hot husband who she kind of has a thing for is probably the murderer and the whole show is her trying to fu- trying to like prove to everyone that he killed his wife but no one believes her because she is um she like kind of takes a lot of pills and drinks like way too much wine okay this kind of sounds normal um, so far it seems honestly. like normal however the show like uh the way that like the way they explain it's like but then why did you have a human shaped body bag carrying it to the river and he's like well it's because i was going to my like i don't want to share this to anyone please don't tell anyone i was going to my comedy routine with with my marionette and that's why there was a body shaped like bag in his trunk because it's where his marionette is that's kind of funny in in like theory but i don't know it falls a little bit flat and the final twist is that he didn't kill his wife his daughter did, and it all falls into place that the small little child is evil the whole time. And it's fine. It's like, it feels like, it's a show that feels like everyone in the writer's room were laughing like crazy. So they made the film, and it's okay. <laughs> Speaking That's how about- we make some of our videos. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> And I hope you like more murder mysteries because that's all we have left. Next up is The After Party. A good TV show. This one's actually pretty funny. It is... So, high school reunion. uh, However, at the after party of the high school reunion, the guy who got famous after high school was murdered and pushed off the mountain to his death. Played by Dave Franco. I love Dave Franco. Um, and then the police, uh, police detective comes in and tries to solve the mystery. And then the whole day, it's pretty much the entire show is every episode is the perspective of a different person in like a different kind of style. So that's interesting. The main character played by Sam Richardson is his story plays out like a rom-com because he was trying to, um, he was trying to get together with the love of his life. I don't remember, but someone. And then it cuts to the next one, uh, who the like hus- the ex-husband of the guy that Sam Richardson's the ex-husband of the girl that Sam Richardson is trying to date explains the whole movie, his whole thing as like a fast and furious style um action movie in which he needs to get his daughter home, but ends up at the, at the after party. And like everyone has a different style, and it's very well made. Uh, the twist at the end, I actually don't remember it. I just don't remember how the show ends. But I remember thoroughly enjoying it all the way through, and it's just a bunch of comedians 
that are all pretty funny. Like Ben Schwartz is there. Who doesn't like Sonic the Hedgehog? And finally, grand finale, if you will, Murderville. Murderville is a TV show in which every episode is a has a guest star, um, normally a comedian, and then Will Arnett and everyone on set is given a script and uh, to a murder mystery. And the guest star is given no script, has to go along with everything, and at the end has to find out who the murderer is. It's very fun. It's a funny show. If you like Will Arnett, you'll like the show. There isn't much to say. That's the grand finale. <laughs> I just think we ended on a high note. Also, actually, if you want to watch Murderville, just watch. They have a Christmas special that came out, and it's just funnier than the show. So just watch that instead. But still. Grand finale complete. Thrilling conclusion. Thank you for joining us and discussing way too many shows from 2022. We would love it if you could follow us on Twitter and listen to future episodes on Spotify and iTunes. Join our community Discord server to continue today's discussion. And we'll see you next time on the Switch Clicks podcast. 